It's Face from the Percy and Face podcast. We got a special edition Tuesday night this week because I'm going to see the Marcus King Band at Avondale Brewing Company in Birmingham tomorrow. So um, I'm, I'm sure I'll post some stuff from that later. Um, tonight we've got two great guests, and they're both podcast alumni. We've got Caleb here, Caleb Franklin, and Brian Pendergrass. Brian's actually a member of the management team. Caleb will be soon. So Caleb won the Name the Mixer contest, Sir Mix-A-Lot, right uh, right, rightfully chosen. That's it's, It was the one and only. So we're here. He's got some swag. Everybody's got some new swag. And we're doing a real special one tonight. It's Eagles. Top five Eagles with honorable mentions. So I think we're all in this room in agreement that the Eagles are one of our favorite bands and quite possibly may be America's greatest rock band production. Would everybody agree with that? Yes, sir. So, yes, sure. A lot yes. of great songs. Uh, we're going to mention um, some. I want to shout out to John Tedford, my first real boss back in the Birmingham days. Um, he wanted to make sure we put Hotel California on the list. So we will add that to the playlist, John, and we appreciate you listening. Everybody else, um, we had some other um, uh, song choices added, and uh, we'll review those and, and uh, try to make sure we get those on the playlist, too. So you guys ready to get started? Yes. All right. Before we do, honorable mentions are sponsored by our good friends, Robert Lynn Intrican, Smokehouse Crackers. If you hadn't tried their crackers, you're missing out. They're great with so many different things. They're just by themselves. Great friends. They've been on the show. We love them and want to say thanks to them. We also want to shout out the Busted Oak Bourbon Society, our other sponsor. Wendy was on last week. The, the ladies had a ball. That was a great podcast. And... Um, if you've never been to Busted Oak Bourbon Society in Alberville, it's a great speakeasy-style bar. It's a great, cool vibe in there, and please check them out. It's wonderful. I actually bartend in there on Saturdays for fun from 11 to 4. Usually we set up a little Bloody Mary bar and do some mimosas, and, uh, but we can, we can fix any drink that's on the menu. Yes, I'm multi-talented. And a good hot dog. And a great that's hot right. dog. I've got one named after me. So, anyway, uh, we'd also like to shout out to Svedka Vodka, our unofficial sponsor, and tell them we're still waiting. Send us a handle. Send us something. want to thank Wayne for writing to them. We want to thank the other uh, uh, members of the, the staff, Kirk and Drew Miner. Everybody's been so helpful. We've been rated now nationally. Um, so, I mean, which was very surprising, and we're proud of it. And I'm going to tell everybody that we're now on Amazon Music. Yes, Michael got us on Amazon Music. Amazon actually uh, was very cooperative. So you can listen to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, our official sponsor, Anchor, and now Amazon. So if you have an Alexa device... Just tell her to play it. Uh, we're going to work on trying to put the playlists on the different platforms where that is, is easier to do. Um, Amazon's one of them. So stay tuned for more on that. 
So, are you guys ready? Eagles, yeah. man, this is going to be this is going to be great. It's, it's going to make a Blake a great playlist, and uh, we're all excited about this one. So, we've been sitting around drinking some Svedka and listening to the Eagles and just sort of chopping it up. So, let's get rolling, Michael. Your honorable mentions. First of all, I want to let everybody know how big the Eagles were a part of my life. My brother sitting here. I tell everybody that I was raised in church, but I learned take it easy before I learned Jesus loves me. Mm. Well, that's true or not, but it sounds good. Yeah. And I just want to state that the greatest hits album of the Eagles right. is the greatest selling album of the 20th century. That's true, that. I didn't know that. Their first greatest hits album. As it should be. And that was, all that stuff was pre-Hotel California. Mm -hmm. Yes. It has sold, they estimate, 44 million units worldwide. Mm -hmm. 38 million in America alone. Wow. So it's pre-1976, too. Yep. That's big. Yeah, that's big numbers for them, and it's still selling. Yeah. yeah. My first honorable mention is a kind of oddball here, but it's train leaves here this morning. It's a great one. Was written and sang by Bernie Ledden, who I feel is a very underrated member of the Eagles. It was originally written when he was with Dillard and Clark. And they sang a version of it, but obviously the Eagles version blows theirs out of the water. Yeah. That's my first honorable mention. Okay. I'm good and I have, I have was to, that off their first album? Yes. Okay. I have to say it's by... 1972, by the way. One of my favorite Eagles memories was the history of the Eagles concert when they brought Bernie back. Yeah. That was, good stuff. That was great And both Pendergrass boys were there. Yes, we was. Well, and actually... My brother got to go to the Hell Freezes Over tour. What? Yeah. I bet that was fantastic. Where was that one? Oh, Birmingham. Stein, Birmingham. No, you got to go to Hell Freezes Over. In oh, no, I went, to, I'm sorry, I went to the uh, Starwood Amphitheater in Nashville. Nice. I didn't get to go to that, but I have, I have got to see them eight times. And uh, my second honorable mention is the Sad Cafe. Mm-hmm. Nice one. He stole some thunder, didn't he? And that Damn was it. he likes doing that more than I do. And that was written about the troubadour. Yes. There are times at the troubadours what that was written about, and yeah. that I just love that song. That's early on stuff with the Eagles. Song. No, that's. I mean, not the song, but they're the troubadour. The troubadour. Yes, the troubadour. Yes, that's that's where Glenn and Don met. Was it yeah, the troubadour with Linda Ronstadt? Yeah, they played Linda Ronstadt's band. I mean, that's big time. And uh, Glenn actually lived below Jackson Brown, and they collaborated on Take It Easy. And um, Jackson got stuck writing the lyrics, and Glenn dove in, and it was all about the, I'm standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. You know, so that was... Glenn's contribution and Jackson recorded it and the Eagles did too. And so here's Linda, a fun and fact they sat in the same booth at the Troubadour for four years. Wow. 
And Linda was so. the one that, that told them that they should get Bernie when mm -hmm. they went to start their own band. Yeah. My last number, my honorable mention, is old 55. Oh, oh. bitch. Come on. <laughs> that's, it, every, that's on everybody's list. It's written by Tom Waits. Yeah. It's off my personal favorite Eagles album. On, on the, the border. border. On the yeah. Border, yeah. It, it's a great, great album. It's a great album. 1974. Yes. Yeah. That was a great year. Nevertheless, that's my last honorable mention. Was that the year you were born? It was. Oh. Right on. It's a great year. <laughs> All right, Brian, what you got? Honorable mentions. Uh, my first one is New Kid in Town. Love it. Of course, that's everybody you don't know, but Don was saying, hey, we're on top right now, but we ain't always going to be on top, so mm -hmm. keep a digging. Mm -hmm. uh, Sad Cafe, my, my little brother already got that one, so I'll let that and skip. And then I've got one for Miss Sylvia Gentry. All right, thanks. Seven well, Bridges man. Road. Of course... They all know that one. It was inspired by the thoroughfare in Alabama that led to where Hank Williams was buried. That's right. And I, I want to give a shout out to my mom. She's in North Carolina this week with my Aunt Betsy, my Uncle George, my cousin Holly and her kids and Nat and Jack and Emma. And I know they're going to be listening tonight. So Brian made sure to get Seven Bridges Road on there for you, Nana. Love that woman. Yeah, man. she's the best. She's go, go back yeah. and listen to... The uh, the last one that I was on there, the, the top five songs to work to. Yeah. Because we told a great story about her. We did. <laughs> we I did. Love, I love her to this day for yeah. that moment. <laughs> she's she's a champ. She's and I'm sure her and my aunt have been dancing on a table somewhere. So <laughs> it's only right. They're they're crazy. All right. What else you got, Brian? I'm done. That's See it. You. Okay. Good stuff. Caleb, what you got, man? It comes to me. So Percy stole my thunder there on uh, Old 55, man. It's something about the story he tells in that song, you know, the off the On the Border album, 1974. Huge album. By the way, let me preface going into my whole list. I had no idea what I was getting myself into when you reached out to me about this. Like, if I don't... <laughs> Were the Eagles the only people recording music from 1972 to 1980? <laughs> I mean, it seems like. It, it really does. And yeah. I, I went down a wormhole that I would encourage anybody that, that hears this. It, just tell your phone, hey, play the Eagles. And just right. see how it changes, you know. There is, moves. we talked about it earlier. They do not have a bad song. No, it's huge. And it, it's, it's astounding that, that they could write so many songs. And I think it, it's a testament to... The caliber of musicians that they have because exactly. if if you listen like there's so many hidden nuances even in the b-sides that we're such big fans of there's so many nuances that are a testament to the the musicality that, that each of these guys hold and it, it's something that you don't get you know and and you certainly don't get these days in music but no you don't i went on a rant but uh that's good i'm we going to, yeah i'm going second honorable mention is is doing dalton the, the first one there. The off, first one. Yeah, off yeah. Desperado. That's 1973. Mm -hmm. And that whole album is great. Um, you know, their producer was like, they made the freaking cowboy album. Right. Well, you know, and that right. album was a, essentially a dud. I mean, well, until when, when, it came, when it came out. Desperado. And Des then when they originally it started it. doing Desperado, it was an upbeat version. Mm -hmm. And Linda started slowing it down, and that ended up being the version that they recorded. 
Yeah. Right. Which is great. Uh, and a highly covered song, too. As it yeah. should be. Yes. Except so, when Clint Black does it, and then it's miserable. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, Clint. You're, yeah, that's okay. It's something about that stupid black cowboy hat, I yeah, guess. I <laughs> Get a white hat. So, third, <laughs> third honorable mission, and it was so hard for me to, to not to my, put this one in top five. It's Lion Eyes for me. Oh, and it's a great of, story behind yeah, that. One of these nights, 1975, and I was going to ask if you guys knew the story behind that. Yeah, yes. Go ahead and tell it. You can so go ahead. They're and tell sitting it. at a cafe, and you know they see they see this limo pull up, and it's essentially the story that you hear in the song. If, if you're not familiar with the song, I would mm-hmm. encourage you to go listen to it, just to see it from from Don's point of view. Sure. You know, because it is when you're sitting there, you you can atypical of many many eagle songs if you just sit back and think about it and you listen to those words you put yourself in that story you, you can see this stuff transpiring right mm-hmm. in front of you and it's uh that that's it hurt me to make it an honorable mention and not a top five well, they, well, they were actually was, at dantana's yeah and, it was glenn Yes, it was Glenn and Antanas. Yeah, yeah, you knew who it was. And this, but this walked girl, in. This lady a, walked in, and he was with somebody. He said, man, she's got those lion eyes. They <laughs> <laughs> wrote a huge song about that. Massive hit. And that song reached number eight on the country charts. And it's you a just, crossover hit. But you just have to realize that's a six-and-a-half-minute song. Mm-hmm. To be on the country charts at that time... That's really unprecedented to have a song that long on the country charts. Well, it's that twice. Time. It's twice the normal the normal length of a right. song from that chart. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. It's I'm good. glad it made the list. Yeah. It's a must. All right, so it's on me. It's all over you, man. Oh man, I'm a B side guy. So my first honorable mention is "Try and Love Again," which is Randy Meisner singing lead. I love Randy Meisner. He's my favorite Eagle. Um, a lot of you won't even know it, but uh, check out Try and Love Again. That's a great song. So it, it made honorable mentions. Uh, my second one, another beat track, is Hollywood Waltz. So great freaking song. Don Henley sings the lead on that. Tells a great story. He's going to go down doing the Hollywood Waltz. Um, just an awesome song. It, it'll sound good on the playlist for you. My last is Too Many Hands. Nice. That's another B track from the Eagles. And, you know, I like digging deep. You know, the Eagles, I love them, one of my favorite bands. But so many things get overplayed with the Eagles. And some of these B-sides just get totally overlooked. And uh, this is one that everybody needs to give a listen to. I agree so. with that, too, man. And I think, you know, as I was listening to the Eagles come, you know, in the last – week or so I uh it occurred to me like if you it doesn't matter if you play an album chronologically any album you play it chronologically you play you know say hey Siri play the Eagles the first five songs she plays could make a top five playlist absolutely and that's what makes them so incredible absolutely and this was a tough one to do because in my opinion you should just a playlist with every darn song they ever did. That's exactly right. Yeah. So they had seven studio albums. Yeah, seven studio albums. The last one, Long Road Out of Eden, which was respectable. Um, only sold at Walmart. That was a deal they struck with Walmart, which 
That's strange. I, yeah, I always thought that was strange. Well, that, Don Henley claimed in his feeble mind that Walmart was a green company, so that's why he went with Walmart. And I think we all pretty They're know that. Green, <laughs> green is yeah. money. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what that's what he saw was green. You know and why money. it takes an hour and a half to get your drugs at their pharmacy because they want you to go shopping. So anyway, up yours, Walmart. So. <laughs> Ditto. We're, yeah, ditto. You won't catch me walking on that shit show. And I don't care if you're listening. All right, so we're at top five. We got our sponsors plugged. Everything's good. <laughs> Sorry, Caleb. Um, if it comes to my brain, it comes out my mouth. So y'all ready for number five? We're going round robin now. Michael, what's your number five? My number five is off my favorite album, and it's... You Never Cry Like a Lover. Great song. Man. Glad it's on the list. Written by Henley and J.D. Souther. And it's great harmony in that one. And the Eagles had, to me, the greatest harmony they of any rock band. And it's got one of my favorite lines, and it says, I can't live without you, baby, and I can't live without it. Sometimes I believe in love, and sometimes I doubt it. I don't know why you're making eye contact to me when you're saying that. It's almost like the banana rules. I'll go over that later. That's my number five. It's a good one. Brian, what you got for number five? My number five is Life in the Fast Lane. Boom! Nice. Uh, nice. Only because... The story. Yeah, I mean, he's with a drug dealer. Yeah, and, and like a Ferrari yeah, doing 140 yeah. and down says, Ventura Boulevard He says, can you not slow down? And he says, nope, that's Life in the Fast Lane. And Glenn yeah. says, that's a good song. We'll just write yeah. a song about it. Yeah, Glenn had a way of just picking up on the tidbits and turning them into a song and got Don involved. Next thing you know, they crafted some masterpiece. It's but, a visual story. Yeah, Everyone it is. You can see it. I, I was in the car with them when I, when I hear the song. Yeah. The intro... Oh, I'm usually speeding, too. Right. The intro to that song was... Joe Walsh would do his warm-ups on guitar. That's right. He said, he would, I got a little something here. And he would get his fingers loose, and he would be just doing that. And Don said, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, and he said, this is just something like, I got. He's like, I'm just warming up. And he's like, well, keep doing that. And that's where they came up with the intro to that. It's a badass song. Caleb, what's your number five? Number five for me, we're going to go Heartache Tonight. That's, that's a great one. Off the long run, 1979. You know, they, they're kind of... Wasn't that an urban cowboy, too? Yeah, I think it was. It was written by the great Bob Seger. Yeah. yeah. Which is where Glenn learned his chops. There you go. And yeah, it's, it's, you it's can, he song. plays a Saints background on Rambling Gambling Man. Yeah. I think I might have stole some thunder on that Uh-oh. one, <laughs> It happens. It does. It happens. It's going to be a great playlist. Yeah, it will. And, uh, yeah, make sure you listen. Apple, what's it playlist going to be on? Spotify? It's on Apple. Apple, and I hope to put it on Amazon. Okay, it'll be great. So you all can tell your Alexa device to play it. Okay, good call on that one, though, Percy. All right, my number five is The Last Resort off the Hotel California album. It's just a great story. You know, to call someplace paradise, kiss it goodbye. He's basically talking about Los Angeles. You know, they called it paradise way back in the day, and then everybody showed up and ruined it. Well, you know, if you've been to L.A. Too. lately, it's ruined. Don you says, have it. you've heard about how the West was won. This was how the West was lost. Yep, exactly. 
This is a great song. All right. All right. We're uh, rounding the bend. Number four. I got people throwing up the fours at me. They know I forget. I've had several concussions. My number four, my thunder's already been stolen, and it's Lion Eyes. That yeah. just, that's, to me, it's a great, it's, it's a quintessential country song because it's a story. It is. And it tells a story. I and like that, that. that's what yeah. country songs are, are stories. Yeah, and the, the Eagles, it's, I mean, they fit in the country, they fit in the rock. They just fit in. They just, they can, get, you can plug them in almost anywhere. They got a, some Christmas, a Christmas song. Which is I a mean, top seller, too. Yeah, it's big time. Well, and when, when Bernie started with them, he had that, I guess, quote unquote, country street cred. He did, little bluegrass cred. Because he had played with brothers. Dillard and Clark, he had played with the Burrito Brothers, mm-hmm. and he had that he had that cred. You know, he played a banjo, and he was yeah. the one that gave him that country vibe. Yeah. I love that. So a guy that a guy that works with me, Brian Barnes, he he actually told me he could not wait to see how your list reverted back to that country style that you're yeah. such a fan of. It. And and I would have never saw that one coming. I appreciate that, and I bet you Brian does. Well, too. yeah, that's and good. Bernie wrote a great song. It didn't make my list, but it, on the border he wrote "My Man," and he he wrote and sang that, and it's about Graham. Right. It was mm-hmm. his dear buddy. Good stuff. Brian, what's your number four? My number four is already gone. That's a great You know, it. a guy hears his girls leaving him, and he says, well, she'll have to eat all by herself from now on. Yeah. You know, it was meant to be a country song. Mm-hmm. And that was when Don Felder's influence started in the band, too. Yeah, that was yourself. the first album that Felder was on. And, yeah. that was, and that was one of the few that wasn't wrote by... A member of the band. It was right. wrote by Jack Timpson and Rob. Well, Jack Timpson wrote several songs for the Eagles. He wrote several songs for the Eagles. Yeah. Okay. That was that was Glenn Fry's writing buddy who wrote some of his solo music. Who J.D. Souther later on in the solo stuff became then Don Henley's writing buddy. They all kind of like separated and had their writing buddies when they went solo. Great story. Great story. Right. Caleb, what you got, buddy? Number four, I'm going uh, One of These Nights. I love one that song. One of These song. Nights. And I'm it's glad that made the list. Right, it's off the album, One of These Nights. That's uh, yeah. it's, 1975. It's, it's so smart, I'm still in again, man. I'm still in everything he's got. So um, what we haven't touched on is Tim Schmidt, man. Timothy B. If you're not, if you're talking about bass players and you don't bring him up, then you don't know bass players, man. Well, I think, I think we had him in here somewhere, didn't right. we? Right. Yeah. And, and if you, if well, he you, came on, um, the long run. Yeah, yeah. yeah the long run. Debut. The long run was his after first Hotel album. California. Yeah. The Hotel California cast, to me, was the classic cast. Oh, so you had Henley, Fry, Walsh, Meisner. Felder. Yeah. And that was the all-star cast. I mean, we all love Bernie. Uh, but then Timothy, you know, he came from Poco. Right. Randy Meisner came from Randy Poco. Meisner Poco was like the farm team, the yeah, farm that's, league that's for were, the Eagles. Yeah. You were yeah. playing like 
Yeah, you're gonna play, play you go play with Poco when yeah. you get good. Maybe the Eagles. That you can guy, join the Eagles. You touched on the harmony aspect. And mm-hmm. this guy, man, he not he's only, a songbird. Oh, he's super funky bass player. Yeah. But not only that, this guy is in the stratosphere with his harmonies, which is kind of characteristic of that old school country feel, you know, that first he's such a fan of. That, that, I mean, that, that dude is otherworldly. He's yeah. way up there. Like, I don't understand how you reach that unless you play bluegrass. Music. Yeah, and I, I felt for him so much because he comes with the Eagles. It's their last studio album, The Long Run. Right. And then they all get pissed and break up. And he just begged for him to come back, and then they did the Hell Freezes Over tour and the album, and they going strong ever since. But you know, when they split up, he played on so many albums. Everyone, anyone that Twisted Sister albums and stuff that nobody man, would man, think man of. Had to make a living. It was a paycheck. Well, not yeah. that. I mean, it's another testament to his musicality. Yeah. Because that dude can play anything with anybody and sing, sing, sing any harmony you want. Mm-hmm. And he's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, uh, I can't tell you why, when they recorded that on the long run, Glenn Fry looked at him and said, you got your hit. Probably my favorite album. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The long run was good. It was a struggle for them to make, and they bitched and griped the whole time, but they got it done. I think that's what makes it so great. You, yeah, you feel it a little yeah, bit. You can see that emotion mm-hmm. in their music when you hear it. Yeah, agree. And to this day... The long run is the song they open up with. Started their concert. Long I, mean, run. I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. So my number four, it's a badass song. It's in the city. Nice. And that's. Um, I want to make sure I got one where Joe Walsh was singing because I think Joe Walsh when he came to the band, you know, the Eagles used to, before Joe was a member. They drag him out in like a rolling guitar case and then just open it up. And there's like, Joe Walsh is going to play with us tonight. Then became a member. Um, and this was uh, just a great song in the city. And it was also a showcase in a very popular 80s movie, early 80s, The Warriors. If you've never seen The Warriors, watch it. It's great. Don really wanted him for that rock and roll. Yeah, Don wanted credibility, a more rock edge, um, and and Joe brought it, and he they, was the king of room trash, hotel room trash, and just brought that rock edge to it. And there's an interview with Joe, and he says Keith Moon taught me how to party, and, and all those rumors about scary. Keith Moon, Joe said they're true. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, it's a great song. So, you guys ready for the top three? Top three. Top three, we're winding down to the nitty-gritty. Percy, what you got, number three? My number three is a one of their first popular songs, but it's a different version. My version is the version they did in the early 70s when they would do Take It Easy, but they would sing Silver Dagger before mm-hmm. they did it. It would be Glenn and Bernie... And they would get around a mic, and they would do uh, kind of basically the acapella version of Silver okay, Dagger. Yeah. And Silver Dagger was a a folk ballad that traces all the way back to Britain. John Baez popularized the version of it. Dolly Parton's recorded it. Bob Dylan's recorded it. But they would sing 
they're a condensed version of Silver Dagger, and then they would cut in to take it easy. There's a great video from 72 at the BBC where they do that. That's awesome. And it, that's, that's my favorite version of Take It Easy. Good stuff. Brian, what's your number three? My number three is, it's one of their, ba I love it. It's a good song, Those Shoes. I love that. I you love know, the, it, the opening. It's not got a good. Uh, <laughs> it, just, it grabs you from the opening it notes. Does. You know, the meaning ain't real good. It's about taking advantage of single women, but, you know. I would never do that. That's the way I'm it is. I'm happily married. And of course, they did that when they were fighting. Same. And they were Same. fighting and fussing about to break up. So oh, yeah. We know how that happened. And they used to never do that live, but they in the past. I'm gonna say 10, 15 years. They started doing it. that. They yeah. started doing it last. We've seen it in Atlanta last. Yeah, I yeah. was there. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. the first you two never of... meet up with us like you're supposed to. I remember that. I've been drinking all day. <laughs> the I was first just glad to make it in my seat. <laughs> two or three concerts I went to theirs. They didn't perform that, and then they started adding it back to the the set list. And it's a really great live song. It's a great live song. It is great. Listen, good advice. Don't trust me. Yeah, I'm not responsible. No, I trust anything that guy says. Yeah, he's well, okay. I am loving. He's, a, he's okay. <laughs> it must be the beard. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it looked like Santa Claus. All right, <laughs> Caleb, what's your number three? Number three, so we touched on this one. Uh, preface, I love you still, Nana. Um, but number three for me is Seven Bridges Road. Yeah, it's um, such it's harmony. But specifically, Seven Bridges Road off the live album, yeah, 1980. Seven, Yes, yes, that is, dude, and that's that's another one that hit play on the album, and just and just see where it takes you, you know, sit down and just fall into that music and enjoy it because yeah. it, it's so good. And live performances for me are are such a testament to to the musicianship. You know, I, I when I was on last, we we touched on uh, live at Fillmore East, yeah. my favorite album. Yeah. Uh, ever. Yeah. And and it's because of the live aspect because you get to hear things that the studio, you know, doesn't yeah, it, touch it, on. it didn't get commercialized. That's right. And you it's, got it's you real. got to hear the rawness of the band and yeah. uh, the emotion from the band. It's real music. So many studio albums, which I'm a fan of studio and live albums, but so many studio albums sort of they it, it misses that element you're talking about. They tweak it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. My number three is Wasted Time. Nice. Love the song. I've always loved the song. And I would tell you, if you're playing the album, which if you don't have albums, that's cool. Play the CD. Um, if you don't have that, that's cool. But uh, it'd be cooler if you did. <laughs> and play Wasted Time, then Reprise. Wasted Time Reprise, because it goes into the whole symphony thing. And they did that on the Hell Freezes Over tour, because, you know, they had the symphony orchestra there. And it's just, it you sail away. The song is, is great. The story behind it, it's like, okay, it wasn't wasted time. You know, let's just move on. Um, really put some things in perspective. But then the reprise sums it up. Just makes for a really beautiful song. So that's my number three. Percy, uh -huh. we're coming down to number two. My number two is After the Thrill is Gone. I knew you'd have it. That's big. The, Henley and Fry wrote this because they 
they were kind of aware of B.B. King's The Thrill is Gone. And they, their thought process was, okay, what about after The Thrill is Gone? And it's got one of my favorite lines, probably my favorite line in all of their songs. And it says, you're afraid you might fall out of fashion. You're feeling cold and small. Yeah. Any kind of love without passion, that ain't no, no kind, kind of, of love at all. all. That's my number two. That's a great choice. Think steal some thunder over there, Brian? Yeah, my number two is one of these nights, which Caleb's already got it, but I got a few little tidbits he didn't have. You know, that was, it, it was inspired by soul music. Mm. You know, they like to listen to B.B. King and Al Green. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah, right on. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I was going to say. And that was one of Don Felder's first songs to play on, too. It's an excellent album. So, good choice. On to you, Song Stiller. Well, hey, you know, I've stolen enough of your thunder. If it's any consolation, you stole a little bit of mine, too. But uh, <laughs> number two for me going to have to be Victim of Love. Hotel California album, 1976. Man, that is such a jam. Like that, that guitar in the background. You know, you you can kind of see the progression in their albums as as their style kind of morphed, kind of changed a little it bit. It did, you know. And if you look at the the body of work uh, from the Eagles, it started out really as sort of rock country. It did. And Glenn wanted to make them rock, but got stuck with singing the country. Yeah. And Don wanted more of the opposite but got stuck singing The Rock. Uh, but they all agreed Joe Walsh should be a good fit. They screwed over Don Felder. Sorry, Don. Fingersfelder was a great player. Uh, wish they'd bring him back. But well, you know, Felder thought, claimed that, that he had a quote-unquote deal where he was going to sing that song. Yeah. And that's where a kind of a big riff actually started with the band. Yeah, uh, it's when they Glenn, did, Glenn took him to lunch one day and they got Don Henley in the studio and recorded it. And I don't know if you remember, you still on classic. That's cold-blooded, man. That's it, man. I That's mean, I love the Eagles, but Henley, you're a dick. Classic rock radio, they would play Seven Bridges Road and then they would cut right into Victim of Love. Yeah. They used to do that all the time. That's and a they, tasty jam, man. Like, I get it. It is. I get it. All right, so it's my number two. It is. Well, it's hard to mention. It's old 55. Love the song. You know, it took me several years to figure out what the heck was he writing about. Was this a funeral procession? Or, no, it was just about an old 55 car that he was driving home from riding a person's love, house. Man. Riding with Lady Love. Tom Wade had brought about his 55 Cadillac. That's it. All right. Thank you. So, it's a great song. I'm glad it's on the list. All right. Is everybody ready? This is number one. This is big. This freaking number yeah. one. We're screaming with the three. Eagles. How are we doing on time, Percy? We're doing great. Man, I never hear that from him. I'll tell you the banana story later. later. I probably don't want to know. But next, yeah, podcast. Next, probably, next podcast. Yeah, next podcast will be about banana pancakes. Tune in for that. Yes. So, what's your number one? Now, my number one will never change, and it's a great song written by Jack Tempchin, and it's Peaceful, Easy Feeling. Yeah. Great song. You you killed Brian again. His the, whole list has been destroyed. <laughs> the, the, They're brothers. They're sharing the same go, shit. Yeah. 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 Oh, Caleb killed well, him. I, I smashed a couple. I'm sorry. The solo in that song is to me is the most is my favorite Eagle solo. It's so melodic. And Bernie playing on that with that country twang. 
Hey, I'm going to add a little something to that. Buck Owens covered it on Buck Does the Eagles. And did a great job. And it's fabulous. It's fantastic. It's fabulous. Because the song's great, but it's like, that's damn Buck Owens. Yeah, I <laughs> challenge anybody to listen to that EP that Buck did. Yeah, it's an EP, Buck Sings the Eagles. Yes, yeah. it's great. Great. But that's my number one, and it will never change. Well, I appreciate that. Okay. Brian, what's your number one? You shuffling notes over there? My number one is Heartache Tonight. Oh. It's always been my favorite song. A lot of people don't like it. I love it. You know, when I tell Michael to play it, he always turns his nose up at me. Yeah, he's a snob. AJ, if you're listening, that's my favorite song. Good choice. And you know, it's, when they came up with it, they were at Sadler's house listening to Sam Cooke. So, you know, it kind of just all. How can you not want to listen to some Sam Cooke? You know, I might be anywhere listening to Sam yeah. Cooke. You know, and a lot yeah. of people don't know that Bob Seger helped him write, write the chorus. Okay. You know, a lot of people don't know that. I did not. No, I mean, you know, because at the end of it, Glenn called Souther and said, Is it okay if we have four artists on this tune? Because I was going to put Bob Seger in it. When you think about the other artists that were involved with the Eagles, we're talking about Bob Seger, we're talking about Jackson Brown, we're talking about Linda Ronstadt, and we're talking about J.D. Souther. For Seger, Seger, didn't Seger help launch Frey's career? He did, because Glenn, yeah, well, Glenn Fry started, yeah, I mean, um, not started, he was Well, Glenn Fry fans. always told the story that he was hanging out with Bob Seger, and he was actually singing on Rambling Gambling Man. But then his mom called him smoking marijuana, and she said, well, that's the end of that. Sorry, Mom. So that pretty much ended that. You never caught me <laughs> or Bob, and he was doing it all the time. That was pretty much the end of that. So. Love you, Bob. Hope you're listening. You actually weren't. Not all the time. That's my job now. And so. poor J.D. Souther. Probably made the most money he's ever made off the Eagles. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Because, you know, you brought out the that new album, that they, the newest album that they did with Walmart. Yeah. When they did How Long. That was a song for J.D.'s solo album that he wanted. And uh, Glenn tells a story about how his one of his kids saw the video on YouTube of the Eagles doing it at some concert. And they never recorded it. And he's like, one of his kids was like, y'all need to record this. So they ended up going back and recording it. Good stuff. And just to make a correction, Mom, me and Bob are all cleaned up now. That was a long, long time ago, and we weren't that bad. So You became a man for the way you But you both have, you and Bob both have bad backs, so. There's a correlation. Bob Bob Seeger's having to cancel a lot of shows because of his bad bad back. I got a week back. You know when I got a week back? About a week back. Yeah, thank you. Three stooges. <laughs> All right, so. number one. Number one, man. It's it's a tough one. And, and my thunder has admittedly I already got, been stolen. If you steal mine. I wouldn't do it. Has your thunder already been stolen? Oh, old 55 must. No, I, I got, got you stolen. on that one, yeah. I didn't get you on that one. But this song. If you my say My number it. one. I got you. It's those shoes. Okay. The long Ooh. run. 1979, <laughs> man. And, and for me, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of take something that, that you didn't catch just as you did with me, but Joe Walsh, Don Felder, dueling talk boxes. I'm talking about, like, octaves different. These guys are both playing talk boxes. 
by Joe Walsh is like you know pushing and that. Dude, that is some, that is yeah, some I don't, incredible guitarist. Don't give me this Peter Frampton voice box mess. Give me Joe on the voice box yeah. solo or any time. I'll take Joe on the voice box. Peter Frampton sucker. used bad words, too, he like did. you. I'm a sucker for Frampton Comes Alive, man, but there's something about those shoes. that and yeah. If you've never heard that song, like, please go listen to it. And, yeah. and you know, get on, get on the the Percy and Face Facebook. Joe's still tell good at it. And he, Joe's you know, still great. Young man, no, no, he's not. He can jam, man. And he 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 could jam in 1979. He was wearing it out. He could. But that and, that's and not we're lucky one. he's still around. That's right on. Yeah. If it hadn't been for the Eagles getting back together, yeah, he would have been gone. Cause oh, yeah. They, yeah, he was he was going down the wrong road. They called him. him, and he said. I'm there, man. He said, I'll get sober if you want to get back together. Yeah. And that probably saved his life. Yeah, for sure. Been and going strong ever since. Trying to pick the top five Eagles admittedly sent me down uh, a Joe Walsh wormhole as well, which I would also recommend. Well, you've got to listen to a solo career, and then you got to go back to the James gang. Well, you have to know what's going on. You, yeah, you, you got to get, get his background. Okay. Yeah, and when the Eagles started pulling him out at concerts, you know, yeah. it's, then the rest was history. All right, it's down to me. Yeah. And Number one, what are you man. laughing at? Because I know what it is, but go ahead. <laughs> he does. It's not only my favorite Eagles song, it is my favorite song of all time. Hands down, always has been. And that is Take It to the Limit. Nice. One more time, but let's just Take It to the Limit. That's Randy Meisner. Uh, no one could sing like he could in so many ways. And um, I first heard that song... Way back when it first came out, I think I was in middle school. It just grabbed me then, and it's had me ever since. And uh, it's just some great meanings to that personally. For me. And that was, you know, that was one of the reasons that Randy ended up leaving the band. Yeah, because he felt the pressure to hit those high notes. And he was a very shy person. He was as well. And Glenn kept pressing him. Randy didn't want to sing it anymore, and he said. Our fans come to listen to the song, but he was such a shy person and so insecure about hitting the high notes that he ended up just dodging, just, that he just bailing. Yeah, he was yeah. like, I'm bye. He crushed so, those two. Mm-hmm. And but, this can't compete with Randy, but I challenge you. Don't challenge me. To listen to Waylon and Oh, Willie. and Willie doing Take It to the Limit. Take It to the well, Limit. Well, I'll one-up you on that. Listen to Etta James do it. Um, Boom! I'm on that I just, way I yeah, just floored him on Edda that. Etta James can sing anything she wants to. So can Waylon and Willie. So yes. those are great covers uh, of a great song and my number one song. Guys, anybody got anything to add? Everybody have a good time in here tonight? It's a great time. Oh, I mean, yeah. This one can go on yeah. forever. I mean, you Does anybody can... want to give me a shout out? See anybody? Brittany? Yeah, Brittany. You know, she's still putting over me, so... That's that, good. Amanda's that, putting up with me. My mom is. My brother. My people are putting up with me. The Pendergrass brothers are here tonight. We did the Eagles. We're going to have everybody back again to do something else. Uh, this is going to make a, a great playlist. Make sure you check it out on our, our platforms. If um, And like us on Facebook. Um, follow us. Like us. Come along for the ride. We're growing. Uh, we've been ranked nationally as far as podcasts now, um, and we've got international listeners. We never thought that would happen. So, but somewhere in Brazil, 
someone is listening to Hotel California. As they should. As they should. And it's been a good podcast. And all I have to say is bye-bye.